Welcome to the 21st meeting of Junto Club. On this episode, we talk about a marriage contract from Albert Einstein that aged poorly, and aliens. For any questions, comments, or if you'd like to rant on something important to you, email juntoclubpodcast at gmail.com. This is Junto Club. Welcome to the 21st meeting of Junto Club. Junto Club is a podcast and uh, meeting experience that was devised by Xu Zhang. And every week, he, along with myself, Michael Petnati, and Matthew O'Brien, discuss philosophy, science, politics, uh, and, and a variety of other topics that interest us to better ourselves by better understanding ourselves and the world around us. So, um, yeah. So I'll turn it over to Shu. We've been off for a few weeks. So, Uh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) things happen in life, I guess. Yeah. So I guess it's just one. And we are inspired by Benjamin Franklin, of course, the original gentle club. And of course, and that's why we always start with a quote from Benjamin Franklin. And today's quote is quote, a child, and a fool imagine 20 shillings and 20 years can never be spent, end quote. What does that mean for you guys? I miss the entire thing. Can you repeat it? A trial and a fool imagine 20 shillings and 20 years can never be spent, end quote. So 20 shillings is not, I guess, $20 or something like that. Back in the right. day, I don't know. I see. So, so okay. I think it's more focused on the time, okay? Because, like, mm. even if 20 shillings was a lot more than $20, most people know you can spend money pretty easily. But I feel like it's trying to point out how easily you can burn 20 years of your life and, you know, not really w- realize what you're doing, maybe. I mean, you're spending it anyway, right, as you live. So I feel like it's it's basically a roundabout way of saying 20 years goes by fast, uh, right. Okay. Well, I mean, a child. So, a, a tw- twenty dollars to a child is a lot. Like, it, it like it's an amount of money that, like, I guess they, you know, like they don't have a sense of what you know twenty dollars is, which is relatively nothing. I mean, back then, I guess it was. I mean, it could, it, it, I don't know how what's an equivalent. Twenty shilling could be two hundred or two thousand dollars. I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, that's still not a lot. I mean, that's still not. Like, a I child mean, is a lot. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I mean. A child doesn't recognize like what uh, you know t- whatever it is. Okay, say it's two thousand dollars. So a child yeah, okay. is like, whoa, that's more money than I would ever need because I just want like a candy bar that's one. So, and, you know, they have a very, uh, like, a poor understanding of what, uh, like, thinking long-term, like, long-term thinking, right? And mm. similarly, a child is like, I'm eight. 20 years is literally more than forever, like, for mm. me. So it's like, you know, so a child is sort of going to be like, oh, like, 20 years, you can do anything because it's literally more than I've lived in my entire life. But uh. a person, you know, so per- as you get to be... 40 and 60 you're like oh 20 years is like something that goes by like when you think back 20 years ago you're like oh that wasn't that long ago so. oh that's that's pretty good interpretation that's very different from what i have because i was really confused in the beginning you know i thought you no know, i thought about it and then i thought i 
came to understanding, but you, I think your, your interpretation is much more, much better. Is like, so a fool, like, for example, just look at a fool that sees 20 years can never spend. So he's thinking, oh, 20 years is a long time that, you know, he's, uh, that, that he can do whatever he wants. Like, is just a, yeah, such a long time span that he doesn't see. Okay. Yeah. Right. So a fool, I think, I think you, you, that's sort of the second half of this is like a fool is like a child in that way. Like, you know, a fool is just like, oh, you know, like, like I'll burn through, like, I can't, I have money, like I have $2,000. So I'm gonna, like, make a down payment on a car, even not thinking about like, the three mm. and $400 monthly payments or so like, you know, cause $2,000 is, or I guess I'll get a used car for 1500, even though my car works fine now, or I, I don't know this, like the car example is obviously bad, but, um, so you buy like, a new Xbox. Yeah, exactly. You're getting a new Xbox because, Oh, that's only, you know, $700. Yeah. Or whatever or it is. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So the $2,000 can go by very quickly, even though it seems yeah. like a lot of money. So I think, someone who doesn't have a sense of what money like or how much money things are or how much time things take. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily appreciate it. Yeah. I, was, I guess a, a fool that he thinks, Oh, I, I, I have long time to live. Right. So I can start, I can just waste time right now, partying and do stuff. And then we just not being productive and then kind of end up wasting time. And then 20 years go by really fast. When you are there, you realize, Oh man, I had, live so long but i haven't really done anything which is i think exactly how i feel right now in this point in my life <laughs> <In a way>. <laughs> <laughs> right so that's good actually yeah that no, no was good too. actually my yeah that's good i don't need to go into my interpretation because i think i like your interpretation much better so let's go okay. with that <laughs> okay I, I i feel like this is the first one i feel good about so <laughs> and that's good yeah. Uh, Congratulations, Mike. We should I keep a running tally of who wins the right, who Benjamin wins the Franklin quote. quote interpretation. Yes, yes. Two out of three votes for who wins. So. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. So what's what's next, Shu? Are we talking about news or are we? Yeah, I have any. I, I want you guys to go first before I go in mine, if you have any. There's a mini topic now I want to talk about before you, I mean, but you can, if you guys don't have any, I can go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any strong feelings. I've been, okay. I've been, the Bruins are in the playoffs. I know I bring in sports, like just to, <laughs> just to be ignored. Uh, Bruins. <laughs> Who is Bruins? Boston Who is Bruins? Boston Bruins hockey. Oh my gosh. Hockey. That's right. So we are in Atlanta. <laughs> we don't care about hockey. We don't have hockey. Yeah. That's true. You couldn't keep a team. The Winnipeg Jets are in the second round. They Winnipeg was very happy to claim what was the Atlanta Thrashers. So, what? What Winnipeg? What? Winnipeg Jets. Like they were the Atlanta Thrashers, and like because the stadium could never like sell out, they moved to Winnipeg, where of course it sells out every game. Oh, in Toronto, right? They moved to somewhere in well, Canada. Yeah, Canada. Yeah, it's it's uh, west of Toronto. So, oh, like okay. Just above Michigan, I think. So. I didn't know you were this in sync with hockey, Mike. Oh, no. Hockey. Hockey is the sport I... The first... Uh, so, I guess 
this is an interesting idea that we do not need to talk about for long, but just, I guess I'm very into hockey, even though no one in my family really was that into hockey because it's sort of the first sport I saw when I was a kid. Like I Mm. turned on the TV when I was like four or five and the Colorado Avalanche were playing someone who I don't remember. You and remember I was, this? Yes. And I was just like, oh, this is really cool. Like, you know, the game was very exciting. And so, like, I forced my family to be into hockey for, like, a lot of my – like, I, I would say, honestly, I'm far less into sports just generally now because life is busy and I have other things I want to focus on and I never became a professional athlete. But, uh, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I was very into hockey just because, the, like – I was four, impressionable, and that one game was cool. So I don't think I remember anything from when I was four. Yeah, me either. I don't think I think my first memory is probably like seven or eight or ten. <laughs> I feel like ten. that's decidedly later than it should be. That's what I'm saying. Ten's I, a little I, much there. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I already say I'm a delay. You know. But wait, so, how old are you in kindergarten? Because I remember stuff from kindergarten. You're like five or five or six. Yeah, my my uh, yeah, I was six or seven. Wait, bloomer shoe. <laughs> Just delay in general. So, did you turn on the remote yourself? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, your first time turning on a TV, and then there was hockey. Well, I don't know if it was the first time I was turning on the TV, but I was like, this is different. Like, I mean, because occasionally, right, like the playoffs, like right now, the like uh, the Bruins will play on like NBC, like a network, mm. you know, station. So it was it was probably, you know, a significant game. Um, and uh, yeah, they were just probably on like a t- station my parents would have left it on or I would have left it on. And it was mm. uh, serendipitous. So. But it shows well, thank- you how impressionable children are. Yeah. Thank God Purge was not on TV when you turned <laughs> yeah, it on. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember my dad when I was like six let me watch one of the Alien vs. Predators and it gave me nightmares. But, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, it worked out. That, no. that sounds like a perfect segue into our main topic, Aliens. and. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, do you want to do the mini topic show or do you want yeah, to? Yeah, I do. We'll do okay. the other topics we'll do, first. Yes, we are talking aliens and extraterrestrials today, but shoo. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I want to go back to your, your you say, nightmares. How was it very bad? I don't think it was very bad. Oh, but, okay. No. Uh, well, I was raised you. on horror movies, so I, mm. I, I certainly uh, had my fair share of slashers and everything. But my, I think my, my dad prefaced all of those just by being like, remember, if you're scared, remember that there's like a hundred people standing around that camera, like the camera that's showing you this. And I was like, <laughs> so oh, I see. sometimes it was useful. Sometimes I guess it wasn't. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were talking about Atlanta Threshers. <laughs> Well, yes, the Atlanta Thrashers were the hockey team, but Slashers are horror movies. <laughs> Got you. All right. All right. Wait, hold uh, on. Real quick, though. Mike, did you ever play hockey or were you just watching? No, it wasn't a sport I stuck with long because it was expensive and my ankles always were shitty. But um, but I did play when I was like pro- between like five and seven or eight. So I skated every day when I was pretty young. So. Mm-hmm. so. I was the only time I can remember winning a game is when I was goaltender. I was very proud of myself. So, <laughs> you blocked some sick shots. <laughs> I blocked. I made like three saves, and you know we had the shutout. So, nice. Yeah. That doesn't training. I thought 
playing hockey, now you say you were an angle was kind of crappy when you were younger, but I thought if you train it more, you make it stronger, right? If you use it more, especially when you're younger, right? I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess feel Mike like, was just a wimp and quit too early. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's possible. It's just, I felt, I, I don't know. I feel like my joints maybe are just not, you know, like, because my ankles, like, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, I skated all the time. Maybe I just didn't do enough, like, strengthening exercises for yeah. that particular part of my body. Yeah. But, I mean, I was six, so, I mean. <laughs> six? <yeah. laughs> you quit at six, what? Uh, well, no, I quit, like, yeah. I mean, I played hockey for, like, two years. Yeah. So Still, was, yeah. It was yeah. an expensive sport, uh, and uh, it was an expensive sport, and uh, I was, uh, yeah. I guess I just wasn't into it enough, so basketball gotcha, gotcha. became more my game. But. Mm, Which you. is renowned for not needing much ankle strength. Yes, that's right. Well, <laughs> if you're if you're just a you know plant and shoot type person, I guess you can get away with it. And if you happen to be bigger than most of the people you're playing against, mm. so what you do just you just kind of hold the ball up and be like, "Hoop." Yeah. Well, there's a reason I was not a college athlete in basketball. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. All right, Shu, Einstein's contract, what is that? All right, so in honor of someone just getting just got married recently, so we, well, I want to talk about Einstein's contract, which is actually a marriage contract with his wife, right? So here are a few things from the contract. You will make sure that my clothes and laundry are kept in good order that I will receive through my three meals regularly in my room, that my bedroom and study are kept neat, and especially that my desk is left for my use only. And you will stop talking to me if I request it. You will undertake not to belittle me in front of our children, either through words or behavior. Now, this is Einstein's contract to his wife. What do you think? Thoughts. That was the whole thing? Not whole thing, but there's, there's a few things, like, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, what do you think? Uh, it didn't not age well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it bothers me because, like, it, it makes me like Einstein less simply because I feel like a lot of, like, very smart people mm. have a reputation. Like, and I get, like, I get it. Like, if you spend a lot of time thinking about a topic, like, if you're, like, a prodigy of a certain topic and that, like is basically a defining aspect of your character, like, for your life. Mm -hmm. It can be very hard to develop in other areas and, mm -hmm. you know, and have, like, an emotional intelligence. But I hate it because it's like, you know, I mean, like, I think people go off people like Einstein when they, like, they're like, oh, like, smart people often have a reputation of being, like, standoffish pieces of shit. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like... <laughs> That's like, and it's like, that's what that contract sort of says to me, that he was yeah. probably not a great husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, so I was Googling this because I thought I remembered it. And Einstein mm -hmm. was married twice. First yes. to one of his students and then to his cousin, his I first remember cousin. The I remember the first cousin aspect. I didn't remember the student. So he, uh, he uh, married his which, first cousin after? Yeah, which, which, whose was the contract for? Was it for both? No, so yeah, yeah. So he is giving a contact. So yeah, before you, you know, everybody go and go, go and say that Einstein is a jerk and, you know, really sexist or something. But he's in the context. Basically, he was, this is after that he's already married like 13 or 16 years, 15 years. They already have children. 
And I, I think Einstein at that time kind of, they were in a bad relationship. So he kind of wanted a divorce, right? But his wife wanted to stay together because for the children's sake, right? So that's why, that's why uh, Einstein draft this contract, say, hey, I will stay with you, but we're not going to, you may do all this stuff for me, you know? And then he actually, he actually agreed. So, but they still end up actually divorced like, uh, a year later, but. Yeah, but actually Einstein actually gave all his like, Nobel Prize money to his wife because actually there was in a divorce agreement, which is written three years before he actually got the Nobel Prize. So he kind of already like, predicted that he's going to get it kind of way, like very confident that he's going to get it. Like, or he be- didn't think he was going to get it. So he's like, yeah, I'll sign this <laughs> right, off. <exactly. laughs> yeah. So yeah, so 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 this is the this is the time they, they are already in a really bad like a point of their relationship. So that's why the contract probably is not as bad as it sounds initially if if you don't have the contacts, right? Right, right. No, so, I mean I I, well, I guess <laughs> I don't know. That, so it's now it sounds to me like he just wanted to end it, but was like, I'll put like really yeah. unfair standards. And if you, you know, follow this ridiculous agreement, we can stay together. I don't yeah. know if that helps his case from my perspective. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, so he, he was a super genius at physics. He might've been kind of a jerk in his personal life. Yeah. You know, yeah. We all have flaws. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, that's a cornerstone of mediation, like relationship focused mediation, as both parties need to like actually want to save the relationship. And, you know, then you can work out terms by which to do it. But if he wanted, if he just wanted out and that was that, then hmm. he should have just ended it. So. All right. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, that's my little, like, any topic i want to talk about in honor of someone's marriage recently so there we go <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right so now we're turning to our main topic aliens this is something michael wanted to bring up because he said he was probed once yeah so <laughs> tell us about that story <laughs> well it was a hospital room and uh, <laughs> uh, um but no, I mean, I guess recent, like the only reason I mentioned it as a potential topic, to be honest, is there's been a reasonable number of stories. Uh, like one, like the conspiracy community online loves aliens. And uh, so I guess one, it's just sort of a topic that comes up a reasonable bit and people like to imagine like there have been aliens here or whatever. But I guess the government increasingly over the past maybe five or so years has admitted to uh, like admitted, like, yes, there have been like UFOs that, mm-hmm. you know, like we admit there have been UFOs. So unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. So, and like certain videos have come out um, that basically, you know, show certain things and the you know some of these videos are verified i believe verified by the government as sort of ufos so unidentified flying objects so i mean i guess uh i know a lot of people have gone back and forth uh i, I mean i've heard on different podcasts that i've listened to people who are like very invested <laughs> like in alien you know in aliens actually having visited here and um as well as 
uh, I, I guess, as well as people who are like a hundred percent skeptics, like they absolutely haven't visited here and sort of people, I guess, in between that want it to be true, but don't think it's true. Um, and as, as these videos have come out, I guess they've debated them. And I guess there's even people who have like have their career is literally like being online debunkers for these mm-hmm. types of videos. Like, so one, uh, actually, I don't remember his name, but there was an interesting guy whose expertise was in computer graphics. Like he actually made, like he was actually a computer scientist who developed video games. Um, and he was very familiar with like how, uh, uh, I mean, essentially how things render on film. Mm-hmm. And he was able to talk about like, uh, so there are videos of like uh, pilots who see like, you know, these different, things in the sky and they're like you know they're navy uh, you know they're navy air force like military pilots who obviously know what they're doing like when it comes to flight and like the physics of how like our technology can move and they see something they can't explain and mm-hmm. he explains like i guess how th- what they're seeing could be like relatively like explained away without ne- necessarily being extraterrestrial Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess I just thought it was an interesting topic. I mean, uh, in just in the sense of, like, what do you think about, um, it, I mean, I guess there's a couple of different angles. I mean, I think we're, we're probably going to be on the same page when it comes to have aliens visited us here. And, um, like, are there aliens sort of in the universe, galaxy, whatever, Um but I also think it could uh, be we could talk at least a little bit about like what it would mean um, to encounter aliens and will we encounter aliens, I guess, in the near or distant future. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Recently, I guess just want to talk about the UFO thing. Like recently, actually, just in the last couple of weeks, actually, is on the news quite often. Right. And I think. Just a couple of days ago, NBC actually showed an actual video of like talk about the aliens, UFOs, right? And mm-hmm. um, uh, I actually just saw it earlier. And it was a uh, just a you the video of like pilots, the Navy pilots you know, seeing like some kind of like in their screen. I don't know what what they use using radar or whatever, and they they see some kind of like or just camera catching some kind of like just a black circular thing in the field of view, right? Just moving right. very fast and then just disappears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, no, I mean, those are the videos that have been coming out, I think. I mean, you're right, it has been in the news, I think, a lot more recently. And, Hmm. I mean, some people, like, some of the more conspiracy theory people are arguing, like, this is in a way, like, prepping, like, normalizing the idea that maybe we have encountered, like, extraterrestrials or, like, intelligent life and... You know, this is the way, like, the government can get us ready for a big reveal. I mean, mm. my, I guess my, for one argument that I've heard um, that I buy into a lot is basically our world over the course of the last 15 or so years has seen cameras proliferate, like, a huge amount. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so basically there's cameras everywhere. Everyone has a camera on them. And the number of videos of UFOs has stayed the same or gone down. 
mm-hmm. compared to like 30 years ago or 50 years ago. So, um, so I guess that is an indication to like, I mean, we have videos of almost every, you know, from the most amazing positive things you've ever seen to the most horrific ne- negative things you've ever seen. So it's like, I, I'm skeptical that, like, I feel like if aliens were at least visiting us regularly, um, hmm. there'd probably be more of it. Like, I, I, like, so it's hard for me to, like, believe these videos, like, right off the bat. But, I mean, I do get that it's like, well, you know, these are, we have experts seeing them. Like, hmm. seeing these things that they can't explain in the air. So, like... You know, like, and as I say, this debunker has, like, and I, 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 as much as I have some background in computer graphics, like, I, I, like, I didn't watch the videos closely enough to, like, recreate what his debunking and, you know, I'm sure you could Google it, but, like, there are explanations for these videos that are plausible, so I guess, I guess in my mind, it's, like, hard for me to say, like, aliens are here or aliens have visited, but, yeah. Yeah, I'll take a chance to jump in now. Um, and I feel like Aliens is a lot like end of the world predictions where, you know, they keep being wrong, but then there's always like the next one, right? Mm-hmm. So like I know there's two videos that came out recently that I actually saw like on CNN or something. Like it was on like major news. One right. of them was like a like these green triangles kind of flashing. And then the other was that black spot from like a Navy ship. And as far mm-hmm. as I know, I haven't heard of like what's the explanation for the black spot that moves. But, like, I did see a video where someone just, like, filmed, like, a plane in the sky with a camera that has a triangular aperture and it's, like, out of focus. And it made, like, almost the exact same sort of, like, triangular blinking thing. Because you couldn't really see anything of the plane. You just had the blinking light. And, like, with this type of camera, it just comes out to look like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, right away, like, that's one of them just, like, okay, like, that's done. I actually saw a video... These are a little less UFO, but I saw a video um, about some of the things in the past that physicists found like in the universe where they're like, oh, this is life. So like one example was, I think on Venus, they found some chemical that in the on Earth, they like, as far as we know, can only be made by organic prom, uh, mm-hmm. processes. And one of like the early landers found like a lot of it. So they're like, oh shit, like, is there a lot of life on Venus? And then like later on, they found errors in the statistical analysis and they sent more got more measurements and it's like it wasn't that high in the first place another time they were tracking like a small object mm-hmm. um that they could see and they could see it was accelerating so they're like oh shit like this must be a spaceship right because like it's actually they could tell that it was accelerating as it passed through our solar system which sounds pretty interesting except it was just the sun was basically it had ice on it and the sun was hitting it and like dissolving it. So it's like shooting off steam, which was acting like a jet accelerating this asteroid. So like, that's mm-hmm. a phenomenon. And, and this might've been like 40, 50 years. I don't remember exactly when, but it was like in the past. Right. So like now it's like, Oh, now we're familiar that there's lots of things in space with water on them and ice. So this is a phenomenon that can happen. And it wasn't anything. And there was other examples I saw that uh, stuff like that's where people are like, Oh shit, like, is it this? And then it turns out there's actually another explanation uh, and this has been repeated, you know, many, many times, both in physics and with like videos for UFOs. So, yeah, I mean, so I, you know, the, if you've seen the Navy ships where it's got the black spot flying back and forth, you know, I don't know how that's explained right now, but I'm not, <laughs> I would not bet on it being aliens, right? There's like a lot of stuff between physical phenomenon and just equipment malfunction that could like potentially be the cause. Right, right. And yeah, that's... You're, oh, go ahead. you're talking about in this, yeah. 
I, I guess going back to the graphics, computer graphics, debunking using computer graphics, I think Matt mentioned like could be just equipment malfunction, could be in a camera and a sensor, like could be just like malfunction in an instant or something, right? So Right, yeah. right. No, I mean it's definitely I, I mean it's just light falling on a lens. I mean, mm. you know, there are things that play tricks on our eyes. I mean, there's certainly plenty that can play even if the camera isn't necessarily broken, there's plenty that can trick a camera. So yeah. I mean yeah, so I, I mean, I basically like, so as I say, I think we're all probably on the same page where it's unlikely that aliens, like very like low probability aliens have actually been here. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, there's, there's certainly minimal strong evidence of that. Um, but I, and I, oh, go ahead. I would say it is quite interesting though, on the other side of the argument is that I think Matt mentioned that, you know, if you just look at a camera of an airplane, like maybe turning a different angle, you can make a circular shape. I think one of the argument they, uh, from the, the other side is that actually, because uh, the disc, like the, whatever the black thing and the triangle thing actually move. If you're studying the physics, it actually move in a very a way that it cannot produce by modern technology. Right, so then that's one of the argument they made. They, oh, we cannot really explain how it moves, right? Even though, even though the like, aircraft, it tried to track it, try to fly, follow it, but it sometimes just the way it moves just cannot be done by modern physics or modern technology. And that's why they were really, uh, I guess, uh, saying that oh, this could be a alien object or something. Yeah. Sure, no, sure. And I've seen that, but. Like that already comes with a bunch of assumptions that mm. the thing you're seeing is a physical object at that distance that the size they think it is, which means like moving left and right means it's moving in space that much. But yeah. like there, <laughs> we don't, it, all of that could be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like it could just be a weird thing with a sensor. It could be, yeah. you know, a lot of things, right? Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Sometimes be, I guess. It could yeah, be some sort of massless phenomenon. Sorry, like, yeah. have you ever heard of ball lightning? Mm, no. Ball lightning is a real thing. It's like little balls, like, it's like, it's extremely rare. You, you can Google it, but it's like little bits of basically like sparkling electricity that will like move around as a ball in the air for a short period of time, maybe like 10 or 15 seconds. It sounds made up, right? Mm. And it, someone could see it and easily be like, it's magic or aliens or something. But right. it's just like a super rare physical phenomenon. Um, so, you know, so, so it doesn't obey, it doesn't move like a, a basketball being thrown because it's not like a object like that with mass. So, like, I mean, you know, it could just be something weird. So how big is the ball? They're usually small, I think. I haven't looked at this in a while. Tennis ball? I'm Googling ball lightning. So what happens when you touch it? Like, do you get <laughs> electrocuted or something? Get shot? Probably, maybe. Is it yeah. still actually... But yeah, sometimes a uh, sometimes a simple explanation is probably the right answer, like right explanation, right? A lot of people just jump to like really complex explanation for like phenomena they understand. But sometimes the simplest explanation just could be just it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's maybe the more because I mean, I, we all agree that. I mean, like, there's that equation that always, the name always escapes me, where it's like the number of viable planets, the number of solar systems, and you Mm, multiply, you know, and basically, I mean, it says that, you know, the number of places where there could be life means that the probability that there is intelligent life elsewhere is pretty high. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I think we all agree that there's probably alien life somewhere, even if it hasn't been here. But I guess that's maybe the more interesting part to me, if we agree that, like, these videos have an explanation that's non-extraterrestrial. But uh, I guess is why do people marry that? Like, what would it mean if there are extraterrestrials and why do people marry themselves to, like, the idea that there is? (laughs) So. Well, I feel like most of the hardcore alien stuff is, like, the same it seems like the same like mental patterns of any conspiracy, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a secret something that's trying to cover it up and control you. And they're trying to hide the truth. Right. Mm. But they're figuring it out because they're mm. too smart. Uh, so I feel like, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't seem that interesting to me. Cause it's, there's like some psychological flaw in conspiracy theories, like something wrong in their brain a little bit. Sorry, conspiracy theorists are listening to this, but uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, but well, I mean, going back to your probability equations, I mean that's that's one argument I used to like buying like our physics. That's when they try to explain, oh, do you think that the existence of aliens? And he they were just taking, oh, probabilist the big thing. Yeah, and there is because you know there's so many trillions of planets out there, right? But I would say right now I kind of think like, okay, you yeah, probability there might be life, right? But it might not be intelligent life, right? So could, the probability of life is already really low, and probably of intelligence is even lower, right? So, so it, there may be aliens, but it's probably maybe a cat, you know, just uh, plenty of cats. I don't know. So, I wish. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I would disagree with you on one point. I feel like the yeah. probability of there being any life is really high, right? Like it's mm. we we're discovering more and more Earth-like planets, so it it seems to me almost unfathomable that we don't find life somewhere else right Mm -hmm. at all but yeah that but then it becoming intelligent life and then also intelligent life that can like travel between solar systems and that happens to be close enough for this to be relevant because the galaxy is you know incredibly massive and as far as we know there's no way to beat the speed of light limit yeah so you know unless it was in one of the handful of stars like close to us it would just you know they would have had to be traveling for so freaking long, right? Are they going to actually send a ship? Or they wouldn't even know, right? They wouldn't know we were here because in the 200 years that, how long have humans been sending out radio broadcasts? You know, maybe 60 years. Maybe. We'll just say give it a good 100. You know, that's like a handful of stars have been reached by those radio broadcasts. I don't know the exact count. The closest star is four light years away, right? Roughly. Mm. And well, then one. the vast. <laughs> ma- what? I said one. Oh, well, no. Well. <laughs> Well, are you talking about the sun? One AU, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know, ignoring that. So uh, I think we're pretty secure that there's no intelligent life in our solar system. I think we've got that one locked down. But um, like, even if they do exist, they'd probably just be so far away that, from their perspective, they could literally be looking at the Earth and they're seeing it like thousands of years ago because the light's that old. And uh, you know, they're just like this looks like a planet that's green, but they can't, then maybe they even see that there's life. Let's say this is a super advanced civilization. They're like, Oh, there's life on this planet, but they could have no idea there's intelligent life yet. Hmm. Which might be, you know, again, and if they have life and we have life, there's probably a lot of planets with life then. So would we be special enough to send a ship over? Right. Also, I mean, why would the ships just like go down and fly? That's what like, like if it's a civilization that can do, you know, intergalactic space travel right i'm pretty sure they could just low orbit and get everything they need right like why would they bother flying down and then just wiggling around 
but mm. not like stopping and talking to us, right? Like if they're going to get that close and involved, like, you know, they probably either interact or they probably just chill in orbit where it's like pretty secure. Ah, uh, good point. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, basically, uh, I think it takes eight minutes to, from, for light to get from sun to the earth. So. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. ignoring the sun yes, when I said I the closest stars. No, 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 away. I know, I know, I know. But, uh... but speaking of aliens, do they exist? At least they do exist in the U.S. Okay. Yes. There's probably like, I don't know, 10 millions of them? Uh-huh. Oh, 10 millions of us? Oh, there's there's probably, there's more than that, but yes, for you, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a homophone right. joke. <laughs> no, it's because when I, when I got my a permanent resident car, right? The green car, the car. You, I actually got an alien number, right? <laughs> it's called alien number, right? And then I forgot a number now, but anyway, I even got alien number. I said, my first time, see, I said, alien? What? <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's, yeah, I mean, there are lots of alien residents of the US, but, and, mm. and every other country, probably for that matter, but, I mean, no. I mean, I, I think, like, the alien movies always, like, say, like, they come here for, like, our resources or something like that. But, uh, I mean, basically, you're probably, yeah, I mean, if you're traveling across galaxies, I mean, you must have some type of arc that is powered by something we don't know about and you're not going to just find on Earth. So. Yeah. Also, like, every solar system has planets, like, I don't think there's anything that special on Earth except for intelligent life. Like we know that's at least like at least there's only one planet in our solar system that has life. So it's probably less likely to have life than not. So that's special. But there's like tons of planets and asteroids with resources, right? Like that's a I always find that a bit of a lame, you know, way that's writers funny. try to justify things. No, it doesn't, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad you brought up intelligence again, because I'm not entirely certain, intelli- like, if you have life, I'm not entirely certain intelligence, like, t- I would say time is maybe the rare thing. Like, you need in- you need life for, you know, hundreds of millions of years, and then I'm not entirely sold that intelligence is that out of the realm of possibility. What do you mean by time, though? What do you mean by time? Is that weird time thing? before things go extinct. Okay. Like you need a habitable planet for, yeah, on the order of billions of years. Okay. Well, here's, to, this is only semi-related, but have you heard of the Great Filter? The idea of the Great Filter? No. No. The, the basic idea is, like, so it uses that equation you brought up, Shu, like, oh, given the probabilities and the number of planets and stuff, there should be lots of life, right? So the argument is, so there must be some filter that's stopping intelligent life from just being, there must be something that's stopping it, right? So then the question is, is the filter behind or in front of us? Because there's a bunch of things that could have happened that could have stopped us from getting to this point. Like Mm. all multicellular life has mitochondria, right? Mm -hmm. So mitochondria are this weird thing where little bacteria came inside, like bigger bacteria, Sorry, biologists, if I'm butchering this, but the basic idea is like they were a different life form. Mitochondria have their own DNA, but they do a very specialized like job in our cell. And like it was only with these new complex, it's like eukaryotic cells or something like that. Um, only then did we actually have 
organic like life become complex enough to support multicellular life, which is obviously necessary for intelligent life. Mm. So like how unlikely was that, right? That could have been like a total fluke. So maybe you have planets that are just blobs of bacteria and amoebas and shit. Mm. Um, and so there's other things like that or like life evolving in the first place, right? Like how exactly how likely is that? Mm. And then there's like filters later, like, oh, it's like nuclear weapons or other stuff. Like does life become intelligent and then have a tendency to kill itself? Because, you know, is that what happens? Like, you know, like organisms that have violent conquering tendencies are probably the ones that survive, right? Because they kill off other things. And then do they end up killing themselves as once they get too much technology, right? Um so the idea is there's a bunch of these possible filters and uh, maybe one of those is the reason we don't see life. And then also, again, the fear that we haven't hit the filter yet and it's something that could, uh, you know, make us go extinct. Mm. I mean, I, I guess, but I mean, I, I guess, like, I, I mean, I guess the idea of a filter, but I mean, really, it's just, I mean, all those things, I mean, maybe weren't necessary for survival, but... I guess the like design, like I mean, evolution, in a way, molded that. Could evolution have happened differently, and could we be a different intelligent life? Maybe. I mean, I'm not sold that there's like a like a single fill, like you know that that happened, like all those steps have to happen, right? Single form of intelligence. It could be something different intelligence than from human intelligence. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So hmm. I mean, I'm not sold. I mean, yeah. So I'm not sold. It has to go a certain path like you know uh, yes the exact process that made us us is rare but you know the exact like does the exact process need to happen like yeah we don't well we don't know how many other ways it's could potentially be done right so it's really hard to estimate right yeah (sighs) but like Mm -hmm. another thing is i mean the vast majority of new species aren't intelligent right like on one hand as time has gone on there's been like more intelligent animals have evolved, but sometimes people view evolution as like a progress, but like the vast majority of new species are still rather simple and often things evolve to be simpler, not more complex. So like you can make a pretty good argument that evolution doesn't really bias for intelligence per se. It's just like we had enough time that there's enough like genetic drift of organisms that we happened to get some that were smart enough, but you know, so like, is intelligence even something that you would reliably evolve? Like, intelligence to the level of getting to space travel, right? No, I mean that's uh, that's fair. I mean, I uh, I honestly do not know if this is true at all, but it's believable. Um, so I don't know if if either of you are familiar with the show Westworld. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the like, first season. Yeah, so I think they say that uh, there's a quote in that first season where they uh, say, like, our intelligence evolved as, like, essentially, like, our intelligence evolved for the same reason, like, a peacock's, like, feathers, like, tail feathers evolved. Like, you know, it, it was essentially just to attract mate, mates and, like, help mm-hmm. with reproduction and the continuation of the species. So, mm-hmm. like, intelligence isn't necessarily a necessity, like, that came about because of evolution. It's just something that, you know... Byproduct. Yeah, well, I mean, it just helped with the, like, to attract, like, it helped with the mating process and the continuation of the species, and that's why we have it. So, Mm. So everything's about sex. Yes, well, I mean, well, not even, I mean, I guess, uh, in the case of, 
like species that need sex for reproduction. But I mean, I guess you could have a, you know, a single, you know, some type of species that uh, like regenerates itself, right? Or, you know, continues life in a different way. And for that species, it would be whatever allows for that regeneration. <laughs> mm. But so, yeah, yeah. So earlier you talking, you mentioned in I think last question on this one. Not, mm. Earlier you mentioned like the speed of light, right? Cannot be any cannot be violated. We cannot travel faster than speed of light. But but that's just theory, right? So technically, that could be might not. Potentially, we could in the future maybe find out something. There's a way we can travel faster it's, than the speed of light, right? It's possible, but we have a lot of good evidence that says you can't. So, hmm. and a lot of good theory, we theories just, yeah. that work well and seem to. But I mean, it's not like yeah, we haven't like a perfectly proven that you can't. I don't know if you ever can, right? Because there could yeah. always be this hypothetical other thing you do that somehow hmm. lets you achieve that. But you just uh, need to bend space. Yeah. Space and time. Yeah, that's all right. If you bend space, you can tr- tr- go from A to B faster through some type. So, of so, hole. so that's why that's kind of that's kind of to your point of like time as a you. I think some you talk about time earlier, but if you could travel, that that became irrelevant, right? Time scale. Yeah, but now we have another highly improbable event that they these intelligent aliens existed and that could then, do that. And even another thing is, even if they could, like, again, like, like, unless they're like scanning every planet in the solar system, let's say they're just chilling in a random part of the galaxy, right? They're probably really far away. If even if they had a telescope that could see what people are doing on Earth, they would see like cavemen, right? Or maybe not even humans evolved yet. Depends how Mm -hmm. far they are in the galaxy. So like, even if they can travel faster than the light, they would not be aware, almost certainly, that we have advanced to do anything beyond primitive civilization just because the light coming from us would be, you know, old. So, like, yeah, again, yeah. so you could say where once we start beaming out radio signals, maybe those first radio signals will get, you know, the intelligent aliens in some part of our galaxy to be like, oh, shit, and maybe they can uh, cheat the speed limit of light and then pop over. But even still, we'd be waiting for a while. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I guess this was a bust, but I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. So, well, that's good. Talk, so, talking about talking about aliens and then UFOs, right? So, so to prepare for like potentially alien invasion, you know, U.S. government, of course, has started something called Space Force. Oh, sure. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, 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 what do you think about Space Force? Space Force, cool name. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. So, here is actually I have a quote from it. it says like, uh, you know, the U.S. Like, Space Force is to defend our way of life on Earth, right? And when humankind asks, "What if the mission of Space Force is to be the answer?" So, I guess my my question is like, what? Does, what what do they mean by what if, right? The space force mission statement kind of read the what if part again. Read the what if part. Oh, so, so okay. Let me do the quote again. But I is so in the U.S. space force we defend our way of life on Earth. 
when humankind asks what if the mission of Space Force is to be the answer. So what do they mean by the what if? I think it's just, it sounds like they're just talking about like pushing the boundaries of like human knowledge and mm. like what we've done, right? Like, it, it, you know, what was the, the old speech? Like, you know, like going to, it's kind of like going to the moon. Like, could we do that? Like, what if we could go to the moon or something like that? Right. That was a big deal in the past. So to oh, me, Kennedy. It sounds, <laughs> the Kennedy yeah. speech. Yeah. And I think it's kind of on that same lines of, you know, just trying to do these grand things as an inspiration to the human race. Mm. Right, right. Now, I agree with that. I mean, because obviously going to the moon brought us a lot of technology that is useful in other areas. And I mean, so, yeah, I guess just continuing to push what the species has done. I guess is useful here on Earth or wherever we end up when the Earth is over. Okay, okay. I, I just thought simply that what they means that what what if the, the humankind asks what if alien exists, right? And then the space force want to be the answer to that existence, right? Yeah. Mm. No, yeah. No, if aliens can travel over to us and they want to kill us, I think we're done. So I don't think there would be much <laughs> that we could do. We have space force. What's, don't you about Yeah. Listen, I saw a documentary when I was seven years old called Independence Day. <laughs> and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum saved us. That's right. <laughs> you just have to hack their computers. Clearly a feasible thing. That's right. No, he managed to give them a virus. He figured out their systems in a day, and it's mm. uh, and it's totally fine. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, no, I think there are a few JoJo Tech students recently, and I joined Space Force too, right? So, I don't know what they really do. Like, what is? The, oh, I'm, I'm googling they, it now, but they they work anything nice. So they launch, they apparently they launch my rockets, uh, keep satellites safe and operational, right. and develop technology to defend like life on Earth. I guess. Also, I think you know whoever is outside in the ter- like could be defended against other countries like doing stuff in the space, right? Outer space as well, I guess. Right. Do so yeah. you think they're making technology to like be able to shoot down satellites really easily? Probably, right? So oh, they yeah. can be like, oh, if China or Russia's satellites become a threat, you can just... <laughs> no, like maybe it's right. our own satellite with like a laser on it and then it just like beams other satellites. I bet we, I bet they're working on that. DOD, <laughs> if you are listening... Are you on it? <laughs> They're like shit. How did this guy get this information? No. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I I assume yeah that communicate like all of our communications are like critically depend on things in space. So I imagine that's right. Mm. Is that true? Because when you don't you still have like internet cables crossing the Atlantic Ocean and shit? Isn't like a large portion of the internet just hardwired? Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I guess probably. But I mean, I'm not saying there's not a lot of communication depending on it, satellites, and like it would obviously cause huge problems if those were all taken out. But like, yeah, I thought the internet was actually still just hardwired. Yeah, I'll go undersea, right? Like the cable, just undersea wire, right? So, yeah, there's yeah. massive wires that just mm-hmm. they just drop out of a boat. Yeah, uh, things yeah. take forever to change, so you're probably right, but. I assume it's increasingly more, you know, that they want 
Wireless. They want wireless, yeah. So. Elon Musk has a company, right, trying to do, like, internet all over the globe with satellites, right? Oh, yeah, Starlink. Yeah, right? it's supposed so, to yeah. have pretty good performance, too. Because, like, yeah. If, if, yeah, if that gets working, then, I mean, it, It's working already, actually. You can actually buy it now. Can I? Yeah, you good can speed? buy the Starlink internet, yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. Starlink internet. No, actually, me and Mike went to a, like, a event, a Georgia Tech like, Social Club event, like, um, one of the guy he was talking about it he actually got one and was testing it out yeah. yeah he said it wasn't as good as like if you pay for like a verizon like a good verizon package or something but he said it wasn't terrible so. uh on their website they say 50 to 150 megabyte megabits per second with 20 to 40 millisecond latency which is kind of you know it's i mean it's sort of like average just mediocre internet but even in you know yeah, that's not bad because like that's that's mediocre internet in like a densely populated area with a lot of infrastructure built, right? Like you, you yeah. assume you can get this anywhere. Then you could be like the mountains mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, oh, here's yeah. my like <laughs> twenty five millisecond connection, yeah. so you can play Counter Strike in you know the Rocky Mountains or whatever. <laughs> like that's that's pretty good, and if you can make it better, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean that is depressing though, but like. You know, you think about we have this new technology, and it's like, well, we can play video games in more places. <laughs> Mike, Mike, that is one of the achievements of humankind, all right? Yeah. I can't wait for the first gamer on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's He's going to have some lag, but, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, what's the, you know, they hit a golf ball, I mean, so, or that's like the image that's often associated with, like, us getting to the moon is like... Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, our games are, our games and our like push for excellence is a good distraction. So. Mm. It's really what pushes humanity to the next level, I think. Yeah. I thought what drive technology on this stuff is porn, not games. <laughs> right? All right, that's probably more true. But <laughs> I, see, I'm not convinced. I hear that, but I, I feel like pornography finds a way. Like, I feel like that's what sustains technology, like a certain technology. Like, I don't think the internet was designed like, oh, we need to, you know, we need pornography. Like, you know, to ease a way to disseminate it. Like, it was obviously, like, designed for communication between, like, universities at first and stuff like that. But I, mean, I think the reason it was, like, very widely adopted, you know, and why it sustained as well is probably because of the pornography. It, yeah, go. Yeah, it helps supercharge adoption, right? Right. Like it, that really speeds it up because it's a we'll call it a high motivator <laughs> for many people. <laughs> right. I mean, going but, back to your you're talking about bio, biology imperative, uh, uh, whatever about evolution, right? Now you don't need intelligence to whatever drive motivation is the was procreation, right? Sex, right? So yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think, I mean, survival drives everything. So it's like, I mean, sur- uh, yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's survival of the species at a fundamental level. Yeah. So, I mean, so if you can live forever on your own, I mean, you may, like, if a species is immortal, mm-hmm. like, they may not have the same, like, re- like reproduction drive that humans have. I mean, if we programmed a robot to be like us, but, you know, but they just were, you know, they would like, you know, instead of a sex drive, we gave it like a, you know, you need to get new parts drive. I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> they could be indistinguishable, but like rather than, you know, like wanting to have sex, they would want to 
go to Jiffy Lube or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, one's, no one's gonna do that though. Like even before we had computers, people were like, "That would be a dangerous idea," right? Yes, yes. No, I mean, I, I agree, but I, I guess just thinking of you know, I, I, I'm actually wa- the reason I brought up Westworld is I'm watching it for the first time, so hmm. that's why. All right. I, should question should humans once we start colonizing space should we seed a bunch of places with life kind of kickstart it and then leave weird monuments around so that when eventually intelligent life forms they're like what the hell is this it's like so maybe aliens don't exist for us but we could be the advanced aliens for a bunch of other planets well, that's, thoughts that's on that nice i'm i'm down for it i i i would say before that I want okay before we see the well obviously not one generation so I'm saying we as a species see like how these different planets play out would it be easier to do that or would it be easier to design like super high fidelity like simulations where the artificial age like and just like run them at like top speed so we can actually run experiments probably the latter but i don't think it would replace exactly the chance to do it for real right be like hey let's like start life on this planet and just see where it goes all right so actually i want to bring the conversation back to space force okay so to to conclude this conversation Mm -hmm. so um actually i was looking for about anything about news about space force and i found one article about a lieutenant colonel he actually got suspended recently uh, because he says something on a podcast. So yeah, be careful. Don't say controversial stuff on podcasts. Otherwise, you're going to get canceled. So yeah, he got suspended because he was talking about something called, he was crit- criticized, something called critical racial theory. Because he says, I think, uh, military tried to like, teach diversity, equality, and inclusion. And his main so. argument is that uh, that actually focus on diverse, diversity and equity and inclusion might not it should not be the goal of the military, basically, because the military try to kill people beneath them, right? So to focus on inclusion and, uh, you know, uh, diversity might not be the right thing to focus on, right? And he also, main thing he talked about, like, critical race theory, he was talking about uh, is basically, is a theory that stands from Marxism, right? So that's one, that's, uh, which, you know, he's talking about, like, so anyway, that's what his main criticism. So I guess my question is, like, I don't really, I actually never really heard of like critical race theory before. And I so any thoughts? <laughs> this is a very different topic. Yeah, this is a very different topic. Don't need to relate to Space Force, but yeah. Anyway, Only yeah. The, by the thinnest line. <laughs> I Yeah, I heard of that story, I think, of him. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I heard about him. Because like, I think they were talking about it on one of the podcasts I listened to. Uh, so what is critical race theory, though? Have you guys heard it before? I Googled it once because it's, it's something that's been coming up more. Uh, mm. I'm not really qualified to talk about it, but from okay. the quick like overview I read, I mean, I don't even know how to... I would say it, it does seem to have some issues, mm. even I, if... Yeah, I mean, sorry. is it just... Well, no. I mean, I, 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 mean, I don't know about it. I, I never investigated it entirely either. But it's a, I mean, it's just the idea, I think, I think that, um, like, basically, because of histories, like, you mm. know, like, I mean, obviously, slavery, 300, 400, you know, like, the history of slavery has, like, made divisions, like, 
like economic, obviously, like in those types of divisions, like down racial lines. Mm-hmm. So, um, and so like differences amongst like races and various categories people look at are due to those, like those types of histories. So, mm-hmm. and I think it's like, they want to teach that, like teach it in schools, like mm. that that's why those differences exist or something like that. I mean, I think, but as I, as that, I guess, okay. Matt, what you've seen, <laughs> Here, I'll just read you the, the, the Wikipedia summary, right? Because we're, we're going to be source-based here. Uh, critical <laughs> yeah. race theory examines social, cultural, and legal issues as they relate to race and racism, which is a very neutral, broad, we're just going like, to look at this thing. I think a core idea is that it, it really tries to focus more on uh, social structures like institutions and structural issues rather than say you know what individuals believe or things like that to some degree at least you know skimming this okay yeah. sounds good i think yeah i think we might we might leave this as a set future yeah. topic you know we can go d- d- deeper critical race theory yes. but i do have a w- one question for you guys is because he his main arguments right he say oh critical theory is based on marxism which is bad right so my, which made me thinking like, why Americans hate Marxism or socialism or communism? Is it because the countries that adopted them happen to be America's enemies, or is it because the ideas are just fundamentally terrible? Uh, I would say it's more that the fund ideas are fundamentally opposed to a lot of the like core beliefs of American society. Mm-hmm. The ideas are also terrible. Sadly, like the people who seem to rage against it the most often don't even understand what it is. Like Mm. there's a lot of people on like the far right who like will call anything and everything that the government does socialism. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, you know, so it's bad. It's like, that's not, it's not what socialism is. And it is bad. Like it's, it's, it's a bad idea. It doesn't work as an economic theory, which causes a lot of problems, but, um, yeah. No, I think I think critical race theory's kind of similarly become like this new boogeyman, which I'm not sure if it's really that big of a deal. Mm. Like, I mean, maybe it's a bad idea, maybe not. Like schools should be able to discuss ideas in general, right? But it's become like this really big thing where everyone's freaking out about it. And I I don't know. I haven't seen mm. anything to suggest it's so dangerous. Right. Okay. Yeah. Is it is it possible you are brainwashed by American education to hate Socialism, Marxism, though? It is possible. It's also possible that I've, you know, looked at the history of every society that using it pretty much failing to, mm. you know, you know, produce enough <laughs> or equivalent to other societies that use a better economic system. All right. I've also, like, I've also read some of his ideas and there's major gaping flaws in the theory. And Marx, like, Marx predicted a bunch of uh, things and most of them didn't come true. Like all of his concrete predictions failed. What 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 are predictions? All right, this is this isn't much about aliens, but okay. So what? I'll, Marx predicted a few things. One, he said the rate of profit for companies would fall to zero because his theory was, oh, co- capitalists would compete until the profits go down to nothing, and this would you know create this tension that would cause the collapse of capitalism. Uh, that didn't happen, right? We see people every day talking about how mad they are that Amazon profits so much. So you know. Didn't happen. Second thing, he said, oh, the uh, wages 
of laborers would fall to sustenance levels, basically just the lowest amount people can survive, which mm-hmm. again, uh, didn't happen since his time wages and benefits and the standard of living of basic laborers has increased dr- dramatically, like mm-hmm. way past what he could probably have ever imagined. So, you know, that's the big failure. Mm-hmm. Um, those are just two very easy, very concrete ones. There's other ones about things like the labor theory of value. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets complicated because people will be like, Oh, the labor doesn't impact a price. But Marx was like, um, technically he's like the labor theory of value wasn't about, it was about the value of a good, not its price. And he said those were two separate things, but he never really described how he's going to connect them well. And this is like an issue that's debated by both people who like agree with his work and don't like how you're supposed to connect Marx's value with price. And, you know, mm-hmm. but in at least some of his simpler examples, he basically was like, he basically was like used the value as a price. So if you mm-hmm. think the price of a good has anything to do with the labor that went into it, that's very wrong. And if you try mm, yeah. to make an economy around that, it's not going to work well. So yeah. those are a few examples of things. Uh, okay. I mean, if you look at the time, he, Marx thought he was in late stage. He thought he was in late stage capitalism. Like he was like seeing uh, the end that any day now it's going to be like the revolution. Everything's going to, it's going to collapse and people yeah. are going to overthrow. And like things have changed dramatically since then, mostly for the better. Mm. So I feel like anyone who takes like a genuine critical look at it would be like, even if you like some of his core ideas, and even if you can say he pointed out some legitimate problems, like it's a lot easier to point out problems than to make a better like system, right? Uh, So even if you can agree, he maybe pointed out some issues of capitalism, like a lot of those have been improved and it's a lot, you know, and the ideas he had to try to make a better way didn't work. I feel like Mm. history shows that I would feel pretty clearly, but you know, obviously there's disagreements. Yeah. What was the time that he was leaving? Why, why did he think that he, he was, he was the end of capitalism? Like what was it? I would say the people who think like follow him now think it's the end of capitalism too. I mean, they always think it's the end of capitalism for 150 years has been, you know, right around the corner. Okay. Okay. I thought maybe he living that very dark age, you know, like maybe there's a lot of disease and stuff like that. And a lot of people die or something. I mean, you go back 130 years, even in the U S right. And you have the average factory workers, like six days a week, 10 hours, shit conditions, way Uh, dangerous. Right. Like, mm. I mean, it was way worse back then. That's, that's true. So, um, so I mean, some ways you can look when you try to get his perspective, you can understand him being like, this is shit. Like we need something else, but a different way forward was found from what he suggested, you know, and I can't fault the man for trying to come up with your, his ideal utopian way things would work. Um, but it doesn't. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's kind of interesting. Those ideas actually is much very, very influential, right? And like China adopted, Russian adopted and it caused so, so much suffering, I guess, actually all people. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Cause they both, in both cases, they spent so much, a lot of Marx's stuff too was he wasn't very specific about what you're supposed to do. It was mm. like general ideas. So mm. yeah. So in both cases, they spent decades trying to implement, you know, his ideals. And in many cases sort of rolled things back to more, we'll say normal, traditional capitalistic approaches because that's just what worked and they couldn't make, you know, the Marxian kind of ideas function. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we all know Mao died, and then China started liberalizing a shit ton, and then that's when mm-hmm. its huge ec- economic growth shot off, right? You know, yeah. so yeah, it's interesting. 
Sounds not good. anything to do with space aliens. <laughs> Unless space aliens, you know, come and they have socialism, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. I think that's a... Anyway, it's not that's on a tangent. It might yeah. be interesting to, too, though, uh, to have someone actually try to read about critical race theory to get more than a very surface level idea of what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, the mm -hmm. Wikipedia article says it's against liberalism, so I assume it must be bad then as a proud, you know, liberal. But... You know, we should oh. we could consider taking a harder look at it. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought conservative hate it. I thought it's because it's too liberal or something. I don't know. So. Okay, okay. So here's the thing: there's two ways liberal is used. One okay. is it's just the more left of the conservative right, right? But yeah. if you like, if you look at liberalism as like a political ideology or philosophy, uh, it's separate from leftism, which is what like supports things like socialism, communism, etc. And leftists uh, hate liberals, but then conservatives <laughs> don't see a difference between liberals and leftists, even though they are very uh, different. So this uh, is the common trope in American politics. Once you understand that, a lot more okay. things will be clear. Uh, I, I, I just, I just, combine those two together i don't distinguish that like liberal and left right extreme left i just kind of they're the same thing to me so yeah. okay a lot of people do so yeah. uh you know liberals like capitalism uh mm. leftists don't that's probably the easiest way to draw the line mm. okay got you good <laughs> all right yeah. all right well we can look at that i mean it is barking up a whole tree of uh you know, potentially uh, interesting topics, but um, controversial <laughs> topic as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. Mike's getting starting to sweat. I can see him being <laughs> like, "My job." He's like, "I make good money. I don't know if I want to say anything." <laughs> but yeah, so we we can look into it. Yeah, we can look mm -hmm. into it. So, <laughs> um, all right, all right, this is man. <laughs> Cut. All right, so uh, yeah. Is there anything else that we wanted to bring up today? I mean, I figured aliens would be. I, I guess I was hoping that we might have had more. Like, I mean, we've been talking over an hour, so it's fine. But, I mean, I guess basically the uh, what we came across is aliens probably haven't been here. There are aliens somewhere. We, the chances of us encountering them are minimal to none. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and basically people who think or like really want there to be aliens are uh hoping to justify uh like you know justify their own intelligence and like identity by being smarter than everyone and knowing the government's lying to them so <laughs> uh, well one question shu you mentioned earlier that you kind of wanted to buy in was there did you have anything else that like, do you, was there anything that made you think maybe this is real or is it just like you think it'd be fun? So you, you wish it was real, but. Oh, aliens? Yeah. Oh, I just, I used to buy in the argument of the, the mathematical equation, right? Mm. The probability of the, no, I, I do, but I used to buy in that, uh, that argument, right? If you, there's just so many trillions of planets out there, probabilist speaking, one of them is going to have intelligent lives like earth mm -hmm. right so we cannot be the first only one right so i used to buying that but i don't think anymore but also i don't really i guess i don't really care as much i guess <laughs> you, 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 right now i don't care as much as i used to yeah. yeah no that's fair i mean i think the people who are like married like uh, like the people who are very much against there being intelligent life elsewhere and like need there not to be, I feel like are just 
like d- doing it based on religion, right? Because like, mm. that steps on like God made us in His image type thing. But yeah, it would be. But, it's gonna the day we find like confirm life elsewhere will be pretty crazy. Mm. I don't know. I guess maybe it'll be like the moon where it like shocks everyone that we did it, like walked on the moon, but then we just kind of go back to life. Like, well, whatever, like that happened now, but mm. yeah, at least for a little while. I mean, I think the key thing is like, yes, if we receive a transmission from like another intelligent species or something, like it, then that, that'll be a big deal. But I, I mean, we've already had, like, I feel like we've already encountered like, you know, basic, life elsewhere so i mean unless it's something like um they show up on our doorstep i feel like we probably will just go back and be like oh well this is sort of what we expected but hold on you said we've encountered basic life elsewhere i mean i feel like haven't there been there like single-celled organisms like in the ocean or, or don't they isn't it almost guaranteed like on like jupiter's moons or something like under the ice like there's oceans that they're like they these must have something I think I know those are like really thought to be super high probability uh, things and they're going to try to send missions. But as far as I know, we haven't actually confirmed (laughs) any type of life elsewhere. I feel like I would have heard about that one. Okay. Maybe, okay. Maybe it is not confirmed, but yes, there's, I I think they are sending, you know, rovers or whatever. Is it Europa? Is that it? I think Europa's the one, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Mm. So, all right. This episode, our meeting, has run its course. Um, so uh, is there anything else that anyone wants to say before I take us off? I'm good. All right. We are no longer live. Shinto Club.